Jensen on our favorite trip. Hello, and I want to welcome to my podcast my husband, Mark. Hi. Hi. And I was, I've been anxious to have him on an episode because, of course, he's the guy who travels with me all the time. And I wanted him, especially on this podcast, to reflect on our trip to Egypt. Is that okay? Great. I wanted to ask you, um, when we were planning the whole trip, and you would tell people, you know, they ask, where's your next you know, trip going to be? Uh, what would people say when you said Egypt? The typical response I got was, Egypt? Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, what, were their, what were they thinking? They're primarily concerned with safety issues. The comments I would get would be, aren't you scared? Or aren't you worried about yeah. your safety? Or what about attacks? And, so and what do you think? What did you to say to them? I said I wasn't worried about it. I mean, there were some things in the news, and I think there was more stuff after we got home that I noticed. That when I I did a little research, and there actually was a bombing, uh, not like just a few weeks before we got there, there was a bombing of a tour bus with some Filipino tourists on it, right there by the pyramids, and I I think one or one or two people died. So I think probably it was a good thing that we didn't know that much about it. Yeah, and I, I think in general, everywhere you go, it's got its own risks. If you're going to be worried about risks, you probably should stay home. Yeah, that's true. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the trip, of course, to Egypt. And when you're looking back on it, what would you say were some of your highlights of the trip? That's that's a tough question right there. Um there were so many highlights, it's hard to differentiate. I guess I would have to say probably one of the highlights was seeing the pyramids. Yeah, I know, because, you know, you hear about them your whole life. You see them in so many pictures, um, and, and they're part of so many documentaries and, and movies. It, it is kind of tingling to see them for the first time. Well, just the sheer size. I was amazed at the size of them and... The perfection of how great those the, they were built so perfectly, and the size of the blocks, for example, it, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. And another thing I thought was a highlight for me, I mean, were just like the temples in, in Luxor, like the Temple of Karnak and the, even the Temple of Luxor, because I didn't know that much about those places, and I didn't realize how much I'd enjoy them. The fact that they had been painted when they were first made, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was tremendous. Also, the uh, the tombs out in that in that area around the Valley Luxor. of the Kings and yeah, Valley of the Kings, Valley of the Queens, yeah. the Temple of Hatshepsut. Yeah, Fantastic. those were just amazing. I I I have to agree, and, and not to mention Abu Simbel itself. I didn't know anything about Abu Simbel before we went. Yeah, I I didn't either, and and uh, just the the engineering involved in picking those temples up and moving them and oh, I uh, know. just that was incredible and they the temples themselves were incredible it was certainly worth worth the effort that uh, all of the international archaeologists put in on that oh yeah and the fact that they actually um, gave or somehow got uh, other countries took temples from that area and then I remembered going to the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York and seeing that temple inside the museum and thinking well how the heck did this get here and why and now I know it's because the U.S. was involved and they were given that temple as a thank you is what I read anyway yeah and you know, I know progress is important, and the 
As Aswan High Dam is important to Egypt's economy and everything, and but uh, there's probably a lot of other lesser temples that are underwater over there. That's what they told us, and villages and you know things like that. But I guess there's a lot of pros and cons to the whole dam process. No, ooh, that didn't sound right. <laughs> I mean, you know, the whole process of building the dam and and controlling the floods because now they're saying that they don't get as good as fertilization from when the times when they did have the floods. So as far as the whole trip in general, was there anything that if somebody was going and they were really pressed for time that you could say they could skip? Nothing, nothing comes to mind. I mean, <laughs> what comes to mind for me is that we, it would have been great if we'd had more time. Well, that's true because we'd hear about things that we missed this time. For example, um, because of that day in Aswan was kind of dusty and there was kind of a, a sandstorm going on. A little bit and windy and because president Sisi was in town we didn't get a chance to go out to that elephantine island right that and we didn't get our felucca ride at all no felucca ride um we didn't yeah. get to go into the cataract grand cataract or the grand cataract or old cataract hotel i think it's the old cataract hotel in yeah. aswan and all we could do is look in the gate that was kind of a a bit of a disappointment um yeah so i I can't think of anything I would have cut out. Like I say, I would have probably added some more time. Yeah, I mean, I want to go back anyway. Well, get get to that. Be- well, because of that uh, museum they're building by the pyramids, the um, which I kept calling the Great Egyptian Museum, but I think it's the Grand Egyptian Museum. Right. Gem, they call it for short. And it's it looks like it's going to be fantastic. I mean, I almost think we could do uh, a layover and go check it out one day because they're going to move all of King Tut's stuff into there <clears throat> and the design is gorgeous. Yeah, it's a, it looks like it's going to be an architectural masterpiece just by itself, let alone the contents and some of the artifacts and things that they have that are thousands of years old and just the workmanship, the craftsmanship and that stuff is it's phenomenal to see it. Well, and the other thing we didn't have time to do is go out to the Red Sea at all. Right. The Red Sea's uh, like a resort area from what I understand. And uh, the other thing, too, is there's some oases out in the desert that would be probably worth visiting if if you had a little more time as well. Oh, yeah. And our tour guide was telling us about some temples that were off the beaten path that he thought were terrific and, and worth going to see also. Yeah. So when you're in a country that's 8,000 years old or whatever. <laughs> there's a, there's going to be a lot of stuff left behind. And I, I don't know. My oh, thought is let's go back if we ever get a chance. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, though. I mean, in when we were in Cairo itself, I didn't realize I would enjoy the Egyptian museum, the old one, uh, as much as I did. I mean, it, it's so crammed full of stuff everywhere you look. And that we spent quite a bit of time in there. And as a result, we didn't get to go into some of the mosques that were on our plan. Yeah, it was that was you could have spent all day or all week in there. Having the tour guide was a big help as far as being efficient. But even then, even then, she spent, was trying to rush us a little bit, and we just didn't want to. We were just enjoying it too much. Yeah, it was amazing. She knew we had a time schedule. Yeah, she added a lot. Oh yeah, she did add a lot. Well, she knew so much. Yeah, I mean. Uh, for touring a place like that, having a guide really does add quite a bit of depth and color to what you're seeing. I mean, I don't think we would have gotten as much out of it with a tour book as we would as we got with 
having the guides all the time. Yeah, I mean, when you go to somewhere like London or Paris, I mean, if you have a really good tour book, you can do that by yourself. You really can, unless you really, of course, hiring a personal guide is always a benefit. But if, you know, budget-wise, it's it's easier to do it with a tour book in those countries than it would be in a country like Egypt, I believe. Yeah, and I don't know. Like you said, it, I became a little more security conscious after being there than I was when I was getting ready to go there after seeing all the security measures that were in place. It makes you pay attention to that. And so having the tour company that we used was, was a big benefit all the way around. I don't think I'd enjoy it so much, though, on one of those giant bus tours. But if you have to, you have to. But we're not big bus people anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm a terrible bus traveler. <laughs> You're terrible. One thing is I always fall asleep in the bus. And mm. the second thing is I always get highly irritated at that one group that's always late getting back and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You're not very patient. And there's always somebody. There's always somebody. And they're holding you up or they're making unreasonable requests or whatever. <laughs> I wanted to go over some mistakes I made. I know um, before we decided to record this, I asked you to listen to all the podcasts that I recorded. Did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, good. And I'm sure there were mistakes I made during them. I mean, uh, I thought of one uh, right off the bat was uh, when I was talking about Alexandria, I mentioned that it had uh, multiple ancient wonders of the world. But when I did look it up, actually, they only had one of the ancient wonders of the world, the lighthouse of Alexandria. So that was my mistake. And also when we were at the fish restaurant and eating the whole fish, I didn't know what kind it was. So I, I, I did look that up. It's a black sea base, ba- bass, right? Sea bass, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't not, even not say it right. Not a musical instrument. musical instrument. Were there some mistakes you caught when you were listening uh, gee, I don't know. There, there was one when we when we first got to the airport in Cairo. The, we saw a huge sign saying, "The Arabic word for Uber is Uber," and you said that earlier. But you said it was the Egyptian word. But yeah. really, they're speaking and writing Arabic in Egypt. Yeah, and there was something else you caught. Oh, this is just another minor thing. At one point, you were talking about the dogs that that circled around our van every time we went in or out of a major site or a hotel. You said they were drug-sniffing dogs, but I actually think they were bomb-sniffing dogs. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that's for sure. They were bomb-sniffing dogs. The other thing those guys had was uh, they had a mirror. The, yeah. the guy with the dog had a mirror, too, and he had the mirror so he could see if there was anything strapped to the bottom of the vehicle. Yeah, that's for sure, yeah. And there was a lot of metal detectors, too. We went through a lot of metal, metal detectors going in and out of hotels, museums, even stores. Malls. How did you feel um, about traveling with friends? Oh, it was great. Uh, we're, we're very compatible with the couple that we went with. I mean, we know them well. Uh, we've been friends for years and years. And uh, Yeah, I think we could do a whole podcast on um, techniques of traveling with friends. Yeah, I mean, because there are some things you need to know. I mean, you have to have some. You have to be flexible. You have to be um, willing to uh, compromise on on things you you want to do. And I think also you have to be uh, not hurt if somebody wants to go off and do their own thing for a day or or an hour or two. Yeah, I mean, the compromise is easier for me than you, since I always compromise and do what you want. <laughs> oh no! Wait a minute. <laughs> 
Well, I do most of the planning of these trips. That's true. On this one, though, using a tour company, all that planning was given to them. Although we did a little bit of back and forth before we left with the tour company, but as far as what we wanted to do so they could add or take away. Yeah, and uh, one thing I would say, too, is that uh, this trip is not the trip that we took, even though we were in the bubble, like you were saying is along the way on the earlier podcast, the bubble was a lot of work inside that bubble. I mean, we have like a whole day of touring and see, you know, walk thousands of steps. And and then that we'd have a recap in the lobby of the hotel at the end of the day. And they'd say, well, that was great. And meet us back here bright and early tomorrow. We're going to do it all over. Most of the time. Yeah. And, And it seemed like every day, uh, I think Joe even made that comment. Uh, you'd think you had a f- day that couldn't be topped, and then the next day would top it. Yeah, yeah, he said that, and you know, I, my, my uh, analogy was we were having the greatest hits of traveling every day. Yeah, it was it was amazing trip, no doubt. Well, um, thanks for coming on and talking about all this. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Well, uh, what I would say is that uh, you should encourage everyone to take trips like this that are maybe a little out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. a little a little beyond what they would normally do because the experience is fantastic i mean some of the stuff that we did on that trip that was the best like that i know you talked about it but that walk we took in aswan mm-hmm. even though we didn't get yeah. to go in the old cataract hotel we we walked miles and we went through that bazaar and mm-hmm. sitting in the shisha place and hanging out and going through the market that stuff's great oh and having our guide with us i mean that's also where hiring this tour company to have people with you made it not scary at all he knew the place like the back of his hand and made it uh personal and he was able to you know take us anywhere we we wanted to go was up yeah. to us yeah it was great i mean another thing like that was when we were walking through the islamic quarter on one mm, night while we mm-hmm. were in Cairo, I mean, that was another great experience that it's just, I don't know, you wouldn't necessarily be as confident on doing that on your own as maybe, you know. You in other countries or other cities you would, but. But there yeah. with that language barrier and all of that kind of stuff. I don't know. The other thing I liked was bargaining with people and buying little things and even nice things. Everything's. A negotiation, which I get a lot of pleasure. Yeah, out of yeah, that. I know, I know you do. I, I just thought of something that was kind of surprising to me too. Is when we were planning for the trip, I watched a lot of movies, I watched a lot of, po- I listened to a lot of podcasts, watched a lot of videos, and one of the things they kept warning, especially women, about was the harassment on the streets. Now I know I'm not like a young girl, uh, that would probably be different, but also that they were extremely pushy as far as selling items. And I didn't find that at all. And I don't know if that's because we always had a guide with us. Our part of it was probably that we had the guide because there was numerous cases where the one, whoever was guiding us that day would just come up and say something, something. or give them a signal. Yeah. And the people would back off a little bit, give us a little room. So I, we had, thank God, no problems with that. No, it, you know, it was interesting too in, Egypt, a lot of things were extremely reasonable in price. I mean, yeah. that I don't think you commented on it, but when we took that Uber ride through Cairo, I mean, the cost of the oh, Uber yeah. ride, even with maximum level of tips, was like a dollar eighty-seven each way. I mean, it was, right, right. I mean, the 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 trip itself was not the least the 
it was probably one of the more expensive trips we took in general, but what we were paying for was that personal service. It wasn't necessarily the hotels and the food. I think that stuff's pretty reasonable over there. Well, yeah, I mean, it, the bubble has its expenses. It, <laughs> yeah. But it was worth it. I, I felt that we got good value for what we paid. Oh, yeah. Well, it, they would stay with us as long as we wanted. Like, there was never an ending time almost. Sometimes. I guess the other thing, the other thing in the Mideast particularly is that you have to get used to is the tipping. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything has a tip associated with it. Yeah, and we didn't catch on right away. We, But we were noticing when we were at the, especially at the temples in Luxor, that our guide was slipping little little Egyptian pounds to everyone that he passed and to get us across a rope or behind the scenes. And, uh, and so that's when we started kind of getting the clue. Yeah. And I looked it up. Well, and, and the tips were reasonable. I mean, they weren't expensive. Well, what is one Egyptian pound? I couldn't remember what the exchange rate was. I can't remember the exchange uh, rate either it now that I sit here. <laughs> but it was, it was, one Egyptian pound wasn't very much in dollars. No. It was pennies. Right, right. So, And they, they really appreciated it. And, of course, they also got irritated if you didn't tip them. I wouldn't say irritated as much as disappointed. <laughs> okay, that's true. On the other hand, when we were in restaurants, I don't think it's a huge tip you leave at the table like we do. Yeah, it was like rounding up or something. Yeah, they're not expecting a 20% tip, that's for sure. Okay, well, I think, well, the food. How about the food? I thought the food was excellent in general. I mean, that that meal in Alexandria maybe wasn't I think it was our fault, though. I mean, we're not huge fish eaters that, we're a whole fish like that. Yeah, I didn't even know how to approach that, but... (laughs) But uh, in general, I thought the food was good. The bread, the hummus. I know. You know, just, it's its pretty much of a Mediterranean-style diet uh, that we saw anyway, and it was generally very tasty. But in general, that's true everywhere you go. I mean, obviously, everybody in every society likes to eat. They all have good food. I've pretty much made up my mind to try to eat the food yeah, you're you're eating. doing pretty good. I mean, I think there's some things I would not try, like those rotten fish in Aswan. Yeah. Can't think of the name of it. Well, particularly since the guide was telling us, don't, don't. eat it. Yeah. <laughs> don't even smell it. Don't even smell it. That's right. Oh, I just thought of a correction of my own. Not a correction, but an addition. When I was talking about the garbage problem in Cairo, um, and I was referred to this class of people that used to pick up the garbage. I did a little research on that. They're actually called Zabalin. Zabalin is actually Arabic for garbage collectors. And they are Christians because I said I thought they were Christians. They're Coptic Christians. And there's about 70,000 of them living in the Cairo area. And they used to go picking up the garbage. They'd charge a very small fee to the families. But um, they were efficient and they recycled like 80 or 85 percent of that garbage. So they've been kind of been uh, pushed aside because the government felt like they should give the contract to some foreign companies to come in and do it. And they're not doing a very good job at all from what we saw. Well, from our observation, plus our guide, Noha, my goodness, she she was waxing eloquent on how bad of a government policy that turned out to be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anything else? Any other mistakes or Additions, I guess we just look forward to our next trip. We're always looking forward to our next trip, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, thanks, hon, for coming on. All and right, and I hope I get you again. 
Thanks for having me. I'll I'll think about showing up again. Oh yeah, you will. The invitation is into our studio here. Extended. In our spare bedroom. That's right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. And on our next episode, we're going to go over our trip to Jordan, the country of Jordan, which we went directly to after our trip in Egypt. And we spent four days there also with Katie and Joe. And I want you to remember to check out my pictures on my Facebook page and my Instagram page, which are both under our favorite trip. And I've started a YouTube channel where I'm taking my podcasts and illustrating them with pictures from our trip and other photos I find if I wasn't able to take a picture that time. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe on the YouTube channel and to leave a review. I'd really appreciate it. And when you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you also can leave a review and give me a rating, five stars, please. So up until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye.